Hey there, welcome to Anatomy Bites, the show where we talk about anatomy in bite-sized chunks. Who would have guessed? I'm your host, Nick. I'm a first-year Doctor of Physical Therapy student, as well as a longtime fitness professional, and I have a huge passion for talking about health and wellness. Occasionally, we'll talk about the PT school experience and some other topics related to health as well. So thanks for joining us. Let's jump on in and get on with the show. You ever catch yourself in the middle of a thought when you really should be thinking about something else? Yeah, that's where this episode came from. I may or may not have thought of this during my biomechanics final. (laughs) okay let me explain a long long time ago way before pt school was probably ever going to be a thing i was going to be a law student in 2008 i decided that I had a brilliant plan to apply to law school and signed up for the LSAT. Not being a good test taker whatsoever at that time in my life, I signed up for a prep class for said LSAT and went through about two and a half months of LSAT hell (laughs) where they taught me, if nothing else, how to really own standardized tests. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I did well on the LSAT because um, logic games just don't make any sense to me at all. But that's another question for another day. What this class did teach me was how to really read a question on a test and figure out what exactly it is asking, which if you can figure that out and get into the mind of your teacher, then you've won half the battle. The other half of the battle is (laughs) studying, so make sure you do that too, because if you don't know the material, it's probably not gonna help you that much. But here are some basic tips that I learned from my LSAT prep course that may help you in test-taking situations as it still helps me today. So, Basically, um, between that LSAT class and when I started taking prerequisite courses to actually do this PT school thing, I realized that I was starting to approach these tests in the same way again and again. And I realized that I was using the LSAT formula. So here is what I do when taking these tests. No matter what, as soon as I read a question, that I don't immediately know the answer to, I will put a line next to it in the margin and come back to it later. The point is, is that I wanna get through this test at least one time as quickly as possible. So what I will do is answer the ones that I know off the top of my head first. That may, you know, provide a little bit of stress knowing that later I might have to go back and answer a lot of questions that take more time and thought, but at least I know by the time I get there, 
I have already finished probably at least half of the, the test and I can take that extra time later to put more thought. So step one, answer the ones that you know, skip the ones that you don't, mark them so you can come back later. Now on pass number two, when you have to finally come back and approach those ones that require more thought. This is probably an obvious tip, but it goes without saying. Look for keywords. Things like all, some, except, only. Words like this will tell you exactly what the test is asking you. So if this question wants to know something like all or except or only, if those answer choices are the ones maybe like you're in between A and C and you're not really sure, if one of them does not satisfy the entirety of that keyword, like only or all, if it's only partially true, then you know it cannot be that answer choice and that will help you eliminate and get to the one that is most likely the answer. So. That's what you do on pass two. You look for those keywords, circle them, box them, bold them in some way so that you don't forget as you're going through the choices. You are looking for those keywords. Number three, this one, it kind of requires a little bit of a Jedi mind trick, but if you can get into this, then it will help you out a lot. And this is, what do you think your teacher is asking here? What do you think your professor wants you to know about this question? That's probably sounds kind of weird and kind of like, no kidding. But if you're getting stumped on a question, you're probably starting to get into student freak out mode a little bit where you're like, oh, oh my gosh, I memorized this and I don't remember, and is it this, is it that? I'm applying it to a certain situation and I don't know if I'm applying it right. Pause, take a deep breath, and think about your professor. What does your professor think is so important about this joint that it's asking about, or about this muscle, or about this clinical scenario? You have to get into the mind of your professor. You have to start thinking like a clinician. So get out of student mode and pause and try to dig a little deeper. Get out of textbook mode, get into real clinical life. Because really in the end, the people that are writing these tests are people who have been in the clinic or in some kind of research scenario outside of student mode, outside of the textbook, and in real life. So what do they want you to know that would really matter in the end? And even more so than like an LSAT strategy, that is more of a real life strategy that I kind of learned when I was working. I used to be in a position where I would um, interview new staff and new volunteers coming in. And it was very interesting to sit on the other side of the interview and have to think about what I need to get out of these interviewees. And so in a way that is kind of relating to a test writing situation where you have to think about what 
is going through the mind of the test writer. What do they really need to know? And that, you know, in turn, you can use that as interview advice as well. Like, don't just answer the question the way you think it is. What do you think the person asking the question really wants to know? And so that's why it's a little bit of a Jedi mind trick, because you have to do a little bit of, of mind reading. But it can be helpful in a situation where you're not exactly sure what might be the right answer. That could help lead you at least, you know, in one direction. So those are a few things that help me out. And funny enough, this kind of came up uh, not just because it came into my brain during the biomechanics final, but the reason why was because a couple days before, after a different final, I realized that it's always kind of the same like four students that I'm part of that are always the last people to leave the testing room. And I used to be a test taker that never finished on time. And this strategy has helped me to finish on time because I don't get stuck on like one particular problem for a really long time. So at least I'm able to move through, make decisions and not just like hem and haw over two answer choices forever and ever. Um, but what, what had happened was I finished my final, I left and I ran into another student who had gotten out of the final a lot earlier than I had. And she was waiting for one of the other um, slower students, slower, but doesn't mean that we don't do well, just saying that. Um, but she was waiting for one of the other longer test takers in the hallway and um, she said it made me laugh so hard because she was like hey not to be like a jerk but what takes you so long and so that kind of got me thinking about like oh what is my like mo when i'm taking a test like there seems to be a pattern what is it and so that's where all of this came from anyway i hope that it's helpful for you and uh if you have your own strategies you know maybe share those in the comments or in my Instagram at Nikki-Ray or on Twitter if I ever log in to Twitter ever again maybe I'll see them there too so anyway have a great great winter break if you're on break and hopefully you're not thinking about testing but if you have a big test coming up in winter session something like that then I hope this helps all right take care and happy new year